Heidi, I want to introduce our next guest, a good friend of ours, Allison Gilbert. We've known her for many years, and she has been a great supporter of Open to Hope, been on our television. We've had her on um, our podcast. So, Allison, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Allison, in a former life, was a journalist. And her topic is going to be Listen World. Empowering Lessons in Grief from a Woman Writer Born 100 Years Ago. So we're excited to hear about that. And Heidi, introduce Allison because she's got some great credentials. I would be honored to. Allison is the author of Past and Present, Keeping Memories of Loved Ones Alive, and the co-author of Listen Worlds, How the Intrepid Elsie Robinson Became America's Most Read Woman. Listen World is the first biography of Robinson, a single mother, who survives the death of her only son and becomes the most read woman in the country and highest paid woman writer in the Hearst Media Empire. Welcome to our conference, Allison, and thank you, thank you for being here despite your voice. I am so grateful and thank you for being patient with me. If I sound okay enough, you may be asking yourself why a biographer would be on this amazing conference today. And it's really because the subject of my biography, Elsie Robinson, she wrote about so much as a nationally syndicated columnist, but it's really her work on grief and loss that of course is the most germane today. I do wanna start with how I found out about Elsie Robinson. And I do wanna start out with just the headline of who she is, the who Elsie Robinson is in a nutshell. She was a single mom who between the 1920s and the 1950s became the highest paid writer in the William Randolph Hearst empire, as Heidi has said. What was remarkable about that is that she came from nothing. She had no contacts. She didn't have anyone kind of lay out the red carpet for her through her own grit and determination, in large measure fueled by this incredible life-transforming event of losing her son, her only child when he was just 21, that really became the tailwind that propelled her forward. The book, Listen World, just came out. As Heidi said, I've been on my book tour, which has taken me all over the country and back again. Before I talk about her grief-specific words, I do want to talk about how I found out about Elsie Robinson to begin with, because that in and of itself is a grief-specific story. So my mother passed away nearly 30 years ago. Before I was married, before I had children of my own, and when my brother and I returned to our childhood home to begin packing up my mother's belongings and prepare the house for sale, I was going through my mother's books. And inside one of my mother's books fell out a piece of paper. 
It was that old onion skin paper. Do you remember that paper in the chat? Maybe you could tell me if you remember that old onion skin paper. My mom had retyped a poem. The poem was called Pain, P-A-I-N. And it was the most tough love poem about grief that I had ever read. Basically, the message of the poem was this. Feel lucky you had a mother worth missing. That was kind of it. That was like the well-meaning slap in the face that I needed. And it was attributed to someone named Elsie Robinson. And at the time, I had no idea who Elsie Robinson was. And so to me, that's a whole other discussion about hanging on to belongings that connect you to a loved one who has died. It's a whole other conversation about not making short shrift, about going through heirlooms and other possessions until you are ready to part with them because you never know what magic may be hiding in those pages. And so I wanna show you a little show and tell the actual piece of paper that I found. So you could see Elsie Robinson's name there. You could see the poem, his name is Pain. And this is the actual onion skin paper that I find my mother's belongings. And it set me on the course of writing the first biography, Listen World, about this incredible writer. So what I'd like to do is read you a sample of some grief advice from a hundred years ago that I think really, really showcases Elsie Robinson's attitude when it comes to grief. This particular poem is called, I Build Happiness. So here is a portion of I Build Happiness. This was after the loss of her son, so how she got her footing again. I have learned to build my happiness, collecting it bit by bit. Once I did not need to do this. Once happiness came to me without effort or plan, as naturally as the sunrise, the song of the bird, or the sweep of the glittering tide. I had youth, and best of all, I had love, someone to work for. Then suddenly all of that was swept away. Life became a brooding desolation. And at first I didn't care, but life does not let us stay that way. Life demands that we shall go on living, go on desiring. And so I began to wish that happiness would come back to me. But I wished as a paralyzed man might wish for movement. The paralyzed man thinks of motion coming back to him in a sudden miracle. I thought of happiness coming back to me that way. I waited for happiness to come sweeping back 
like the glittering tide, like the song of the bird, like sunrise. But it did not come, and I began to dimly perceive that I was wrong. Happiness would not, could not ever come back to me that way. For that sort of involuntary happiness was something that had gone forever. I was no longer a carefree child in any other department of my life. I had learned to make my own living, to make my own decisions, to take care of my business, my property, my body. Now I would have to learn to take care of my happiness. Happiness must be planned for, fought for, achieved. And so I learned to build happiness. I no longer waited for happiness to happen. I made it happen. I realized I had to be happy. I decided to be happy. I decided to find happiness. And so I began looking for it. And I began looking for it in every common instance of my life. And I took joy wherever I could find it. In the most trifling experiences, in fleeting moods, in brief glimpses. And gradually, something did, in fact, begin to stir in me, warm in me. And I saw that life began to hold happiness again. So I came to build happiness. And you can too, if you will. So that was a slightly shortened version of the Elsie Robinson poem, I Build Happiness. I think it's really instructive because so much of our happiness really does come down to us having agency, us making the decision to move forward one step at a time when loss feels so burdensome. It's like being, as Gloria and Hope say, as Gloria and Heidi say, open to hope, being open to hope, taking that one step at a time. I think that's the essence of what Elsie Robinson was talking about. But the other piece, the one part of this that I really want to make sure is the takeaway from my brief talk today is the necessity of being proactive. And that is really how we will come to find not the same happiness we had before loss, but a new and different kind of happiness that incorporates our loved ones as we move forward. So with that, I thank you for being patient with me. If you do want a copy of that poem, please email me at allison at allisongilbert.com and I welcome you to be in touch and thank you. The loss of a loved one can leave you feeling depressed, angry, alone, lost. But you don't have to face this journey on your own. Open to Hope is a free community for anyone who has experienced loss. Find support. Find help. 
find hope. Give grief a voice at opentohope.com.